Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. My name is Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. And we'll also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Gretchen Eichen, Chief Marketing Officer at Icertis. They discuss strategy structure as well as technology that helps business use data. AJ is delighted to continue season two, and Vincent gets some new digs. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products here at Starista. That must mean one thing and one thing only. It's another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir, part of season two. We made it to season two. How cool are we? We could have just kept it going, but it's cooler to say that we're in seasons. So thank you for joining us now as we are multiple episodes into season two. It is great to be back here with you. Such positive feedback from everyone who's been enjoying these episodes. We love hearing it. Uh, AJ and I have been at some in-person events recently, and it was overwhelming to hear the, the people who are listening to these episodes. It's pretty cool. I, uh, I feel special. So thank you for making me feel special out there, ladies and gentlemen. First, before we begin, Starista. Who are these guys again? If you don't know, Starista, we are a marketing technology company. We specialize in identity. We have our own business-to-business data, our own business-to-consumer data. We help people target that data to help them get new customers. Who doesn't want new customers? My area, we specialize in B2B. We help people with their marketing needs based on personas, account-based marketing. We own our own DSP. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am that we can help. I just gave you my email address. The other thing I'm confident about is my co-host. I got spoiled because I got to see him for a couple weeks here in New York City and a little bit in San Antonio, but I have not seen him in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, my commander-in-chief here at Starista, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. Good to be back on air here. It feels like it's been a little while, but glad that our little podcast has now made it to a second season, and we have quite the guest lineup for this season. Absolutely. I am so excited about our next guest. We will get to her in just one moment. I already had spoken to her. I'm really excited for you to meet her and for her to talk about the uh, new venture that she is now part of at Isertis. That's a little tease right there, but we'll get to that in one moment. But yes, AJ, it was been, it's great. We're on season two uh, of, of the podcast, you know, a few episodes in, and I feel it. I love, you know, that in person is, is, is coming back a little bit, right? It kind of paused there. It's coming back. I hope it's coming back. Uh, we have a few events coming up with Marketing Edge. I, of course, am also hosting the Silver Apple Awards November 4th. I just got some new, you know, garb. Is it garb? Digs, as they call it, some new clothing. Let me give a shout out. We don't, you know, we haven't taken on any advertising here at Starista, although people ask us all the time. So here's, I'm going to give a shout out to my, I know you're a big fan of this stuff too, custom 
uh, I have a custom guy. Of course I have a guy. I'm Italian. When you're Italian, you have guys. I got a meat guy. I've got a, that's, and uh, for me, I just have an awkward body shape. I always had. It's uh, my shoulders are enormous. And then I have this teeny tiny little waist. I'm kidding. That's not true about my waist. I'm shaped like a rectangle. So as you know, I often have to get custom gear. So a little shout out. I went to see my guy at custom men, custom men, uh, custommen.com, my pal VJ. And you know why I went to go see him? I received a text message that there was a, you know, Christmas in summer sale. And that piqued my interest. And I went to go see him. Marketing works, ladies and gentlemen. So go visit. If you are in the New York City area, my pal VJ at Custom Men. But I know AJ is a custom guy himself. All those flashy jackets that you wear, they look great on you. But that's it. I was like, I'm going to give him a shout out. He did such a great job. It's not easy to deal with me or to measure me, I guess. Um, but hey, I'm happy. So uh, shout out there. Did, did he shout- ask you to talk less? If you usually that usually he just said, Hey man, I just, I'm just here to measure you. Like, why are you telling me your life story? And I get it, but no, he, he's, uh, he's my guy there. VJ also, he does a lot of the New York giants, all the, the New York giants. So I feel special. All those big offensive linemen who, you know, don't have my same problem. They even have, uh, you know, it's harder to fit them, but anyway, enough about that. It's so great to be back. And it's so great to have this next guest, AJ. I'm really excited. Please, a warm marketing stir welcome for the Chief Marketing Officer of Isertis, Gretchen Aishin. What's going on, Gretchen? Hello. Hi, Vincent. Hi, AJ. Thanks so much for having me here on the Marketing Stir. I'm super excited. It's uh, we're excited. It's so great to talk to you again. It's so great to see you again. If those of you who are watching us on video, Gretchen, just uh, you know, just let's get right into it. We're so happy that you're on the marketing stir. For those of our listeners who haven't heard of Isertis, please tell them about Isertis. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to do so. So I have recently joined Isertis. I, you mentioned I'm the chief marketing officer there, joining about three months ago. Um, and Isertis is really the, the contract uh, intelligence platform of the world. Uh, you know, really, when you think about what that actually means, um, you know, traditionally, if you think about contracts, you think about paper-based documents, you think about problems of having to do negotiations, they're kind of a problem in most organizations. They're a nuisance. And you know they cause delays. They can be hard to find after you've signed them. Um, you know, And a lot of folks that are, are really looking to approach this problem approach it really traditionally. They, they look at creating contract lifecycle management workflows and automation and a repository and some kind of basic search capabilities to help to really address the problems that contracts cause. But here at Isertis, we're actually really looking at contracts for what they really are. They're the representation of a handshake, the agreement that forms the foundation of a business relationship. It's the single source of truth for what a company buys, what they sell, and how companies run. We created technology that can digitalize these contracts and these contract processes to take all of that unstructured data that exists in an SOW or an an MSA and really give it structure, allow organizations to visualize what's included in all of those contracts 
analyze the information that's, that rests within them, and then help to really make sure that, you know, by, by integrating in with other systems like ERP or CRM, people who are leveraging our technology can really realize the intent of what was agreed upon. And so it's so much more than contract lifecycle management. Um, we're leveraging AI and ML to really help companies to make better business decisions using this data. And I like that. You know, you're, you're the first, uh, you know, the first type of company like this in the contract lifecycle management on the podcast. So welcome. Okay. I love that. I love that uh, concept. Uh, Gretchen, two questions uh, to, to kind of follow that more on the role of chief marketing officer within right. iCertis. Walk me through kind of some of the duties and responsibilities. And then a question we love asking all of our guests, how you got into marketing? You, sure. talk, uh, talk to us about that path. Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. So um, listen, my day-to-day -day as chief marketing officer at iCertis is, is really about um, providing strong leadership to a team of about 42 marketers um, who are really covering all stages of the customer journey from awareness, demand generation, helping to kind of launch new products. Uh, we have a really strong partner marketing function that exists within iCertis as we are partners with huge organizations like Microsoft and Salesforce and SAP. Um, and then we also have, of course, a, a customer marketing function that exists within our team as well, since we are a B2B and SaaS organization. Um, and so my role is really, you know, helping to set the structure of our strategy and prepare our team for really strong execution so that we can help to drive the incredible growth that iCertis is, is building on right now. Um, and let's see, I, I think kind of just sharing a little bit with you about my, my role and, and sort of how I got into marketing. Um, I actually, you know, I mentioned that I've, I've only been with iCertis for a short amount of time, just about three months now. Prior to that, I had actually been with uh, Ariba and, and consequently SAP Ariba as they got acquired by SAP several years ago. Um, and I'd been there for about 16 years. So safe to say I'm a loyalist. Um, I actually had an awesome experience at Ariba. Um, you know, Ariba does procurement technology. And I spent, you know, many years there um, helping to serve our clients who were using some of our sourcing and contract uh, technologies at Ariba. Um, and, and really, you know, spent a lot of time in customer-facing roles. So whether that was, you know, acting as a project man manager, delivering uh, software solutions for our clients, helping our clients to adopt our solutions, um, you know, working with suppliers in the Ariba network who were really um, wanting to build and grow their business through e-commerce and needed some consultative support in order to do so. I really spent, you know, a, a large portion of my career working directly with customers and understanding their needs, understanding why it is so painful to go through a digital transformation and what's needed in that journey. Um, you know, I'm so fortunate to have had the chance to have, you know, many different careers within one company at Ariba and SAP, um, the ending of which for the last six years was indeed in marketing. Um, and the reason that I ended up in marketing um, really had to do with, again, the fact that I had had so many different experiences within the company. I, I knew our organization well, I knew our customer sentiment well, 
And after we had been acquired by SAP and we got a new chief marketing officer, Alicia Tillman, um, who consequently then went on to become the CMO for SAP proper. But when she came into to the Ariba organization, she needed someone to help her navigate. She needed someone who could help her understand the executive relationships and sort of how our organization worked together. And I had the incredible fortune to be tapped on the shoulder to apply for a role running marketing strategic projects. And honestly, it was like coming home to me when I joined the marketing organization. I just was fascinated to have this opportunity to learn directly from an extremely strong female leader who helped me understand all of the various functions of marketing while practicing. So I had the chance really to run her marketing strategy. Um, she tasked me with building out an operations function. So I got to go extremely deep in marketing operations strategy. We built a demand center uh, function for her. Um, and then because I also was her chief of staff, I also got to work with all of the different marketing leaders that, that went across her team and really learn more about not only what they did, but how they needed to work together to bring the strategy to life. Um, and so I, I did that for probably three years, incredible, <laughs> incredible learning in that, um, in that experience, which I loved. Um, and then I had the chance to actually shift gears a little bit and and run some specific marketing functions. Um, so I stepped in to actually be the corporate marketing leader for Ariba, running um, you know, our brand and awareness, um, our AR functions and corporate communications, um, also running our campaigns and our digital marketing team. Um, and then you know, after I did that for about a year, uh, we actually combined forces with Field Glass um, which does contingent labor and, and workforce management. Um, and so Ariba and Field Glass came together and I had the incredible honor of actually um, stepping into the leadership position to run the full strategy and execution for both of those brands. Um, so I did that for just over a, a year and a half or so um, within the SAP environment and just loved it. Had a, had a terrific experience and uh, and knew I was ready to uh, kind of take the leap into being a, a chief marketing officer for an external organization as well. That's great. Uh, every every story we hear is unique, and yours is no exception. Uh, definitely, that we can see why you are in marketing, and definitely from your answers, we can see uh, it all makes sense. Thanks, um, Dick. So, Gretchen, what are let's talk about a little bit more about the marketing stack. And I know you're new at this company, but even at SAP, are there particular software or technologies that you highly recommend and that you leverage? Yeah, great question. It's interesting, actually. Um, my experience within SAP, um, we did have the opportunity to actually become one of the first parts of the marketing organization in SAP to leverage Marketo. Um, and so as we built out our demand center function within Ariba, um, especially because you know we were one of the, the cloud acquisitions that SAP had made early on, um, you know, we really needed to make sure that we could leverage uh, technology that would allow us to interact with multiple audiences. And because of the partitioning that Marketo offered, we could create not only really strong prospect marketing, you know, drive really strong relationships and, and adoption with our current customer base, 
and also market and, and support adoption for you know, the 15 million sellers that are part of the Ariba network. Um, and so you know, we did have the opportunity to leverage Marketo, um, integrated into the SAP CRM system that we were leveraging, as well as a, a number of other systems that we were, were working with. Um, we also leveraged um, outreach uh, as, as part of our tech stack. That is something that we are, are leveraging today at iCertis as well. Although we're leveraging Pardot and Salesforce, so it is a, a much different technology stack environment. Um, the, the kind of the single thread that I, I would see uh, between there was our, our use of outreach, um, heavily leveraged right now by our inside sales team uh, to engage with prospects. Um, and I, I think, you know, to me, you know, one of the lessons that I learned early on from my marketing operations, um, kind of the vice president that was reporting to me uh, for marketing operations, you know, he really taught me, he's literally a professor of marketing operations. He teaches at Auburn, a uh, great guy, by the way, shout out to my friend, Stuart. Um, we actually, because of the work that we did together to build out this demand center and set up the marketing operations function at Ariba, we had the chance to actually um, pr present together, you know, the strategy that we had deployed um, at serious decisions. Um, at their annual conference uh, a few years ago in 2017, which was awesome. And, and Stuart taught me so much about marketing strategy and operations. Every Friday uh, in, our, in our time together, we would get together for like two and a half hours and he would literally give me like an educational seminar on all things marketing operations. And one of the lessons that I still retain very much from that is it doesn't matter what technology stack that you're using, truly. What matters is, the process, the strategy, and how you're creating the right system of engagement to execute. Um, and so to me, you know, I think as we are, you know, in the process right now of, of really, you know, with a new leader, anytime a new leader comes in, you're going to probably do some level of marketing tech stack evaluation. We're no exception. We're, we're kind of in the weeds at looking at what we have today, how it works together, where do we have gaps? Um, you know, we're leveraging demand base heavily today, but also looking at, you know, other, other ways to really gauge intent. Um, and, and also, you know, certainly as we make some continued updates and upgrades to our, our website, particularly, are looking at different ways that we can also engage in a deeper level of personalization um, across our website as well. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, Gretchen, and uh, we we've go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think what you said earlier, it makes a lot more sense to improve processes because otherwise, every time there is a change in the company, people are very attached to certain software. That's right, indeed. So, Gretchen, how important is uh, demand generation for you, and what are some of the channels you're using right now to generate leads? Yeah, absolutely. Demand generation is of critical importance for us as, as we grow. Um, you know, we're, we're growing about 60% year on year for the, the first half of the year, which is incredible. Um, but I think our, our unique opportunity is that, you know, I think a lot of larger organizations like enterprise level organizations have either created in-house tools and technology to manage the repository work of a, of a contract lifecycle management application. Um, and so helping to really 
embolden those responsible to understand that you know, contract intelligence is so much broader than just simple repository and, and process workflow. Contract intelligence really is the opportunity for, you know, people in procurement or people who work in sales and, and kind of lead sales organizations, people who work in finance, or of course, the legal teams who are all responsible for driving contracts. They have an opportunity to really drive strategic business impact. Uh, leveraging the intelligence that exists in their contracts. And so we have an opportunity to really shift the message, right, in the way that we're actually helping to drive not only awareness of contract intelligence as a tool, but really of contract intelligence as a category. Um, and that presents an awesome opportunity for us to absolutely engage with even those organizations who believe they're doing contract lifecycle management today. They're, they're really only, you know, touching the tip of the iceberg as it relates to what we can deliver. Um, and, and I think, you know, having uh, physical events is, is typically a, a lot of where we would be driving demand for enterprise level organizations in the past. We've clearly had to, had to shift our, our channel strategy and our, our mix much more to digital in the course of the, the past year and a half. Um, and I think, you know, leveraging um, not only, you know, kind of traditional digital marketing channels with, you know, paid search and paid media and paid social. Um, I, I actually really admire what the team here has built out as it relates to content syndication. Um, we have just some incredible content that has been created, especially during the, the COVID days, really looking at how contracts and uh, and, and the intelligence residing in contracts can make a difference in a time of global supply chain disruption or a time of, you know, just incredible social um, change and, and, and social movement as well. You know, having the opportunity to actually understand what exists in the clauses that reside in your contracts and how to understand the commitments that you've made or, or how they can be changed you need to have some intelligence that can allow you to do that. And we were able to kind of dig into that, create a ton of different content that was really thought leadership level content. And, um, and, and our team is really, has really you know, dug into how do we make sure that that content can be available in lots of different channels, whether it's in webinars, whether it's in shorter form social, whether it's in blogs, we actually have a really active um, blog strategy as well, um, which I, I really admire. Um, you know, we are continuing as well to get prepared to go back to uh, physical in-person events. Um, we will start that in September and are very eager to, to keep moving um, to, to be in person with as safely as possible our customers and prospects at, at events where, you know, uh, social distancing, masking, and vaccinations are required. Um, so we're really looking to make sure that we can um, be out in person with our, our prospects as, as quickly as we can be, as safely as we can be. Um, and then, you know, we're also, um, we follow up some of those in-person engagements or some of our kind of core webinars um, with, with more opportunities for, for networking and really just getting uh, companies together in groups and allowing them, you know, through a platform that we are providing, something like uh, we do a series of taste talks where, you know, we have a direct mail wine or tequila tasting, for example, that would be delivered to someone in their home. And then we bring these, you know, groups of prospects back together 
but aren't, it's not a big sales pitch. It's really about, you know, creating the networking experience that so many people are missing in, in their, you know, in their lack of physical events today. Um, so that's, that's something that we're really engaged in. I think the other thing I would say is also, you know, just from a channel's perspective, something that's really important to us is, um, is really leaning in on the relationships that we have with our partners. Um, I mentioned SAP, at Microsoft is also a huge partner of ours, Salesforce. Um, we have a number of, of really large partnerships that we are heavily um, invested in. And, you know, we also leverage those partnerships to, you know, to really just do some more robust targeting um, and, and really look at, you know, where we have a really strong you know, industry or vertical alignment, for example, that we can lean into with given partners or, you know, leaning in with, uh, with different uh, technology partners as well, where, you know, highlighting, you know, our, our sell side uh, use case, for example, with Salesforce and, and how we integrate into CRM so that contract intelligence can be within the context of, of you know, the systems that our audiences are using is also something that's really important to us. So we also try to make sure that we are, you know, participating and sponsoring some of these larger events uh, as well, so that we can make sure that our, 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 our strong partnership is, is really represented in the events that our, our partners are driving as well. I love hearing that, Gretchen. I love hearing, you know, some, some great ideas there. I love, it's that follow-up with the prospects. It's really, the th I love the thought leadership piece as well, because, you know, that's something that instead of, oh, here's just a bunch of, hey, try this, try this demo, demo, demo. It's some thought leadership pieces. It's a webinar. Uh, we, we think that the fact that we started this podcast back in, in March, really just to, as an outlet, just to have companies and different sides of the story and industries represented, it was just, you know, just that thought leadership, mm -hmm. just, just bringing that to, to the forefront. And I think that's why we have so many great listeners be, because of that. I want to, because we have so many great listeners and great companies out there listening to the podcast, you touched upon different channels and different enterprise level, different potential verticals, but let's, let's hone in on that. Let's talk about Gretchen, what you, the ideal client, ideal mm -hmm. verticals are for people to utilize iCertis? Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a marketer's dream, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think one of the things that really attracted me about iCertis and, and their value proposition, and also just frankly, the fun of being a marketer is that, um, you know, we actually have solutions that are tailor-made for people in the procurement uh, industry, right? So, um, you know, for organizations that are looking to better manage their spend and have a tighter control on cost savings or to align with companies that, you know, are, are mirroring their values from a sustainability or supplier diversity perspective. Um, we have an opportunity to really support procurement organizations in managing their, their buy side contracts. And again, really seeing through the intention of those agreements. Um, very strongly. We also work with, with, uh, with audiences on the sell side. So like a, a CRO would be an ideal client for us as well. Um, because if you think about, if you think about like the, the nuisance of a contract, if, if I'm a salesperson and, you know, I get agreement, I get a, a handshake and a head nod from a client 
And now it's just getting through the contracting process that stands between me and my quota. I need that contracting process to happen as quickly as humanly possible. And, and in fact, humanly possible is the problem. So by automating and actually accelerating the negotiation process uh, between, uh, between sellers and their clients, we can help a salesperson to make sure that they're making their quota and getting to club. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's really you know, fantastic for us to have both the buy and the sell side. We also then you know, have very broad um, compliance, risk management value proposition that we can deliver to legal um, organizations that have just other standard corporate uh, and, and legal um, contracts that they are managing. Maybe it's real estate, maybe it's mergers and acquisitions, maybe it's you know, partnership agreements that, that are the legal teams are driving. Um, we can deliver just you know, fantastic intelligence in terms of you know, what has been agreed on for force majeure with you know, X client base as, as an example. Um, to help those, those entities really manage risk better. Um, so for me, you know, it's, it's really appealing because we can actually dig in with a use case no matter where the pain begins in an organization, but then we have an opportunity to really help expand the use of our solution across multiple departments within one enterprise. Um, and so, so to me, I think that's just a really exciting um, opportunity to get to really understand multiple uh, customer needs um, within one organization and, and help them, them to really maximize the, the value of a, a solution that maybe one department has licensed across the entire enterprise. Hmm. Um, and we also do, you know, we support uh, really any vertical or any industry, um, but we are beginning to really hone in right now on a number of different industries like CPG and pharma, healthcare, where um, retail, where, where we can actually make sure that not only are we delivering the department level value, but by understanding better the way that a buyer in retail, for example, is leveraging contracts, we can actually really accelerate time to value because we can make sure that you know, all of the process workflows that have to exist, the kind of the, the very specific way in which CPG is managing distribution, for example, we can create the, the workflows that will really help to accelerate the process. And we can just embed that directly in um, to, to help clients to really, you know, again, get using our solution very quickly. Um, so we are really working right now on, on leaning in on a number of different vertical and industry solutions um, that we're, we're really, um, really excited about bringing to market. Yeah. And, and you know, because a lot of the things you, you, you hear right, as a company might have had, oh, okay, I have a, a way of scanning a document and just sending it, but really not the entire life cycle of it. And I think a lot of companies over the last year or so had to really pivot and look deeply into how they're managing this because you know i remember myself with i could just oh scan an sow because um you know people were at the office and they'll just get it at the office and or i could in, um, print one out people don't have access to all that now and i think people are really right. looking at digital transformation uh, they're looking at contract life, life cycle management but also what you said there gretchen is you really getting to know the entire organization what 
the actual customers are doing. How important is that to really kind of understand and build those relationships with those customers, understand their workflow, what, uh, how other departments communicate with each other? I'd love for you to touch upon that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 100% critical. Uh, for us to to really understand the needs, the pain points, the challenges that our customers face, and and also to really, you know, to do two things. Number one, I think it's it's critical for us to be able to deliver products and solutions that meet their needs today. But it's also critical for us to be thinking ahead and innovating for the future, right? If you think about you know what you just described in terms of you know sort of alluded to some of the challenges, of course that. COVID and, and the pandemic created for organizations in digital transformation. Um, in the last year, I think we saw sort of the entire, uh, you know, trajectory of digital transformation come to life for so many organizations. And, and for many, if you weren't digital or you couldn't become digital, you were dead. And so to me, you know, really looking at, you know, how do we understand what our customers, how do we anticipate the challenges that our customers may face when disruption or, um, or mergers and acquisitions or economic downturn or incredible growth happens for organizations? And how can we create solutions that will help them, you know, no matter the outcome, no matter the, the journey that they end up on? And so we can't do that, of course, unless we are creating super strong relationships with our, our clients. We're really lucky to have, you know, large scale organizations that are partnering with us to, to help us to, to learn, um, you know, whether it's Volkswagen or Accenture or Daimler or J&J or Best Buy. You know, we have, we have really um, tremendous organizations who are, you know, in different industries and facing different challenges and facing different, you know, impacts from supply chain disruption very differently, which gives us, I think, a, a beautiful scope of experience to, to, to lend on and to lean into um, as we do think about the innovations for the future. So, you know, when we think about, um, you know, how we can really understand, um, you know, if, if, if I can really truly understand a client that we have that sits in the automotive industry, for example, or in manufacturing, and what their needs are. And I can make it quicker for them to actually adopt the solution that will help them you know, create their contract more quickly or understand what's in their, you know, their tens of thousands of documents that exist for them globally when I need to know, you know exactly what our force majeure obligations and commitments are. Um, that's really powerful. Uh, and so to me, I think that you know, really getting in deep and understanding how our solutions could be used, not only in the day-to-day, -day, but in those emergency situations is, is something that I think is super critical for us in our innovation strategy. Gretchen, next is one of our signature questions. So I'm sure with your job title, you get a lot of LinkedIn messages from a lot of people. So what's a message that uh, you that gets your attention and one that uh, really annoys you? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I will say that I, my husband and I were just talking about this over the weekend. I, I am really annoyed at present by the meme-like social posts, even on LinkedIn. So I, I don't want to see another post that begins with, uh, I don't know he, who needs to hear this, but 
no one needs to hear it. If you, if, if everything, <laughs> yeah. no one needs to hear it. If you so, started out like that, no one needs to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Too generic. And I think that's honestly like the, the thing that annoys me the most is, is anything that is just too generic. And it's, it's interesting. And I, I'm sure this will um, resonate with, with the two of you very strongly um, given your, given your, your experience. But to me, um, I need to see personalization that's beyond the generic. I need to, you know, having somebody send me a note about where I went to college, I'm so far removed from college, it means nothing to me at this point. Uh, so, you know, having somebody that is understanding, it's so much more important to me to have someone that is tailoring a message to me based on the job that I do and the role that I play in an organization and maybe, you know, anticipating where I am in my journey with that organization that is so much more relevant than just, you know, scrubbing LinkedIn and, and pulling a random fact from social media about me. Um, so I think I love it when people are, are kind of framing, again, that they, they, they know me in context of who I actually am today, not, you know, something that's listed on my resume from 16, more than 16 years ago. <laughs> Gretchen, we're coming towards the end of this. We also like to get to know people on a more personal level. So can you tell us a little bit about what you like to do in your free time? Sure, uh, absolutely. Um, I really treasure my free time so much. And uh, my husband and I love to spend time together. Um, we're still ridiculously crazy about each other, which is nice. Um, and, uh, you know, he, um, he's from England and, uh, and we met in France, uh, about 22 years ago. We're just celebrating our anniversary this weekend. So sorry nice. if I'm going a little bit too romantic, <laughs> but we, we love to spend time together and, and we love to watch murder mysteries. Um, and so <laughs> we actually, uh, we love, um, Hercule Poirot and have watched all of Agatha, anything that we can find that's Agatha Christie related. We watch all the time. Um, we love it so much. In fact, that we have named our dog Agatha. Um, and so we love to take her out for, for long walks. We love to travel. Um, we love to, you know, live the good life, drink wine. We love to eat. So as a result, I love to cook. Um, and we, we love to make meals together and, and travel whenever we can. That's awesome. Uh, I, I think I have read almost every single Agatha Christie book. Perfect. So. Excellent. <laughs> Have you watched any? I, there's some like amazing content, some new things. I, I, I can't say I have. Wa I've watched some of the older stuff. I haven't watched any of the newer stuff. So I'll have to connect with you offline and get some yeah, recommendations. Yeah, I have to tell you, it, so. it just makes me jealous because like I've seen it all at this point. And so anytime that we find something that's new, we get so excited by it. Um, so knowing that it's new to you, I'm, I'm really jealous. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Gretchen, I see you attended the university. No, I'm kidding. That was good. Back to your life. <laughs> I, uh, that was well, good. That was uh, good. Thank you. Sometimes I have a good one. Uh, Gretchen, uh, just a last question for me. Just you know, as the you know the next months, we we get to the end of the year here. Some new things you're excited about at Icertus. Oh man, oh, I am super excited that. Uh, Later this year, we are going to be bringing, as I mentioned uh, a little bit and alluded to, um, some new vertical solutions to market. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited for us to have the opportunity to, to start uh, serving up some awesome content and thought leadership about how our use cases can be applied to these different verticals. 
Um, I'm also really excited that, you know, we're a really growing team. Um, and, you know, as a, as a leader, nothing is more powerful and fun to me than getting the chance to actually build this team out. Um, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to growing the team later this year. We're going to be adding roles in corporate marketing and demand generation and marketing operations and partner marketing and customer marketing and product, really all of the functions that, that we lead um, throughout the rest of this year, just in, in anticipation of, of growth. Um, you know, one of the things that I really love about this organization is that um, our leadership really, um, it's, it's really fun to work with founders who are so passionate about what they deliver and who are also really eager for us to try new things. Um, and so, you know, testing out some new strategies as well in social particularly is something that I'm really looking forward to throughout the, the end of this year. Uh, and, and also, you know, we'll be doing some different, um, some different formats of demos and different formats of webinars throughout the rest of this year as well, which I'm looking forward to kind of digging into with my team and just, you know, testing some new things out, seeing what works. That's amazing, Gretchen. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the Marketing Stir. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Chief Marketing Officer of Isertis, Gretchen Eichen. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. This has been another episode of the Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Sturista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir at sturista.com. And thanks for listening. <laughs>